Hello and welcome to episode two of Big Trouble in Little China. My name is John Lucero. Joining me is my co-host, Brittany Beschel. Hello. We told you we'd be back in a week. We weren't lying. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what next week brings. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> till then, you know, keeping our word. Consistently uh, oh, inconsistent. <laughs> exactly. We get, we're getting shirts made. <laughs> uh, this week, hopefully, will be shorter than last week. Uh, last week was our kind of, you know, our getting off the ground episode. and had a lot of cover over from a, from a month of music. Uh, hopefully, this one will be a little more, a little tighter, and a a, a little less wordy, and a little less of me just rambling on like I am right now. Uh, <laughs> how you feeling, Brittany? Feeling good. Feeling a little impatient because not a whole lot's being released these days but whatever we'll we'll get to some stuff in a couple months hopefully <laughs> yeah it's been a it's been a uh, a dry uh, a dry month for music so far a dry dry period of, of music sounds pleasant yeah <laughs> <laughs> and yes hopefully the spring will bring uh, some more stuff it usually does so usually it's usually a time of big releases kind of the spring spring through fall uh, it was good. Winter is usually kind of dead because people aren't trying to uh, get get uh, albums out for the year to make the Grammys anymore for whatever fucking reason. But uh, <laughs> all right. This, w- this week, uh, we are going to start out with our homework that we g- gave each other for the week. Uh, Brittany, you wanted to start out. I had you listen to Channel Orange by Frank Ocean, one of my favorite albums of all time, and get ready to poke holes in it my heart can take it i promise (laughs) well (laughs) to to your relief i don't really have anything bad to say um obviously this is something that's a little bit outside of my genre um well i don't have a specific one but it's just not really something that i listen to a whole lot um i mean there's the obvious songs i like like thinking about you um but unfortunately for that song, <laughs> I can't ever listen to it without unhearing a potato floor around my room. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Doesn't exactly make me like the song any less, though. It just it's <laughs> it's fun memories because of it. It's a very catchy, awesome song. It was yeah. uh, it was the big single from, from this album, and it was all over the place when it came out. Everyone knows the words to it. Uh, it's I still love it, and I've heard it a million times. So. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I could say that I wasn't a huge fan of, honestly, were the interludes. Um, I feel like they were just kind of a waste of time. This was kind of a lengthy album and I was feeling that a little bit before the first half of it was done. Okay. Um, but then coming into the tracks like pyramids, which is 100% my favorite on the album. Pyramids is a fucking masterpiece of a song. It it is a masterpiece of a song. And I feel like that kind of tells a little bit about my taste. Um, I'm definitely a lot more electronic forward these days. Um, but yeah, that song was just, I, I fucking love it. And I will be going back to it a lot now. Uh, Lost was another really good song. Um, I felt like the second half of the album was definitely better than the first. And the only reason I'm even splitting it is just kind of, like I said, it was a little bit on the lengthy mm-hmm. side, at least um, for what I'm used to. So yeah, my, my favorites are 100% those three that I mentioned, uh, pyramids lost and think about you. Um, and as far as dislikes go, I don't have any, I mean, it, I, I love it when I can listen to an album and I'm like, ah, this is all right, but I'm not thinking anything is just a straight up, you know, blurb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, there's a lot of, there's at least, it's at least a bit, right. 
Oh no, the the <laughs> album I would actually say is is a bop. I would give okay. this album a bop oh, wow. just because of the songs yeah. that I do like bring it to such a, a good high level. So yeah. the first bop you... of, of this whole show, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have a, that opinion about a lot of albums, but um, I mean, when I'm working with a scale of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, bad, but, but on two, bad, in two whatever, episodes, you know, good, you know, <laughs> it will go down in history in record books as the first bop on Big Trouble in Little China was Channel Orange. Yep. So, so uh, I I actually do agree with you generally that the second half of the album is a strong is stronger overall than the first half. The first half is very, it's extra laid back, and the album album itself is a very it's it's weirdly it has a lot of energy to it, but it's still very mellow at the same time. Like it's got like it's and that kind of shows like the the kind of mesh of R and B and more contemporary hip hop that's in the album yeah. is that you can. Like I can lay down in bed and just close my eyes and just like chill and jam out to one of these songs, or I can get, or I can get up and get down to any of them. I, really. I definitely see that with a lot of the album is just kind of like a more chill type thing. Like it works for it um, being something that I don't really have to sit down and focus on too much. Yeah, the production is just incredible throughout this thing. It's yeah. uh, it's beautiful uh, most of the time, uh, and if. It feels it feels like pyramid is feels huge at times. I, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not over that because that is yeah. the boppinest bop on this whole bop, to be <laughs> honest. And it's it's great. That song is like ten. It's ten minutes long, and it basically covers almost every type of R and B you can think of, and just in types of and style. And it's crazy because it all it all blends so well together. It tells a it tells an incredibly vivid story too of like this pimp that falls in love with his his like. Uh, his uh uh sex worker <laughs> that's the right <laughs> word there <laughs> yeah, it's uh and but he's also like disgusted with her at the same time it's like a really it's a dark song even with all the energy it has in it but I, it also, I, don't, I mean whatever it could be yeah. as dark as it wants no. to i just really really love this song oh yeah like the it, like the breakdown in the middle is incredible yes it's just yeah uh, I also love Lost uh, quite a bit, and it's got it's it's pro it's got a fantastically up up a beat beat <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, other standouts. I mean, they're I, again I like all these songs with the album. Uh, Monks is probably my least favorite in the album. I feel it, it's kind of I, it's going for, it's kind of trying a little more hip hoppy, and it doesn't quite uh, get it for me. There's something there, but I feel like it's mixed a little weird for my ears. Uh, but I mean, I love Crack Rock. I love Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump is like is yeah. I like to think of that song because he's talking about a you know a man a man the man that got away basically. But I also like to think about think about that song. He literally just really likes the movie Forrest Gump a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And so I I think it's it's great either way. It's, Listen, it's, you can get some yeah. of the greatest songs in the world just out of writing about your passions, whether it's a movie or something else. <laughs> yes, and like uh, this al this album has a lot of it's a lot of the the writing is generally very uh, straightforward in a lot of ways. Like it's easy to follow the stories in each thing, but they're still w very well written. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's. Uh, it just feels like he that's how he just how he explains things and also shout out to Andre 3000's verse on pink matter one of my favorite uh, guest verses of all time 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that verse. It's uh, Andre, th- Andre 3000 is a legend for a reason. And I am I'm very glad you liked it. I thought I... I definitely thought this would be more likely if you'd like than the, his more recent album, Blonde, which came out four years mm. afterwards and is a very different thing. Well, to be honest, after listening to Channel Orange, I'm going to give Blonde a chance at this point. I think that was kind of part of this is to see if, you know, after listening to these albums that we recommend, if we'd be willing to listen to the artists again. And for this, I'm going to have to say yes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. For anyone out there, if you've listened to this for the first time and you're going into Blonde, just know that it is a very different album. It is a very different feel. It's, um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil, spoil anything too much. It's just, it's different. It's also, it came out four years after this album came out. Uh, there was a long wait in between. <laughs> very, very <laughs> long, very long wait. And, uh, and then he spent like all last, all last year, the year after it released, all, uh, releasing a bunch of great singles. So it's been kind of nice having him back making music again he released stuff here and there and over the four years but it was very very far between and usually just guest verses on things uh yeah if you i I was going to recommend blonde to you eventually down the line if you but if you want to listen to it beforehand that's totally fine uh i'd uh i would i just want to i would love to hear your thoughts on it it's it was my favorite album the year it came out also so (laughs) it's not surprising yeah yes and it's and it also it it it's it, Channel Orange is a much more was much more immediate in my enjoyment of it though. Blonde took took uh, a few listens to really appreciate. Anyway, well, it, it makes oh, sense that you're saying that because the album that I recommended for you was kind of one of those. It was almost like a build up for me where I didn't dislike any of the songs immediately. There were a couple that stood out, but over time listening to it. I kind of fell in love with every single track. So in case you missed it or forgot, the album that I recommended to John is uh, Paris's sophomore album, All We Need... Wait, no. God, why <laughs> do I get this album title mess up every single time? I'm terrible. Would, would you like me to say it? Please, John. <laughs> all We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell by Thank Paris. Thank you. <laughs> or as the Paris community questionably calls it, avocado. Don't ask. It's something about the the acronym. It somehow sounds like it. I don't think it does. But anyway, yeah. I'm really interested in hearing what you have to say about it. Yeah, it's overall. I th- I feel similarly to how you feel about about uh, Channel Orange. Uh, it. I I do not think there was a bad song in this album, and I do think after a few listens, I started to appreciate a few of the different things they tried in a few songs, uh, like in the song "Anyone Else." Uh, there's a really good build to that song. Uh, is a really solid, really solid breakdown. But then there's also a really cool, like when during the breakdown, they kind of fade out the sound of the music a bit in a weird way and distort it just enough to where it's, uh, I don't know, it kind of it kind of mellows out the breakdown, but still has an anger behind it. It's hard to explain. Um, it kind of like, in my mind, that's what I feel like they were going for, and I, I don't want to put words in artists' mouths, but <laughs> uh, like kind of like how you get and just getting lost in your own thoughts and kind of like, it just like it all gets jumbled and f- faded together. I've really, really, really liked that, uh, our, that choice in the production. That's a really interesting take on the song though, because I feel like you can get two very different messages from the album, depending on where you are in your life. 
Um, because you could take the lyrics in two very different ways too, where you're basically saying, I know you want me to yourself, but I don't belong to anyone else. So you can either be saying that whoever you're saying this to doesn't have anything to worry about because you do belong to them and you're not interested in anybody else, or, you know, you, you can't be what you, what they want you to be and you belong to just yourself and nobody else. So, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying where the song kind of like fades out and it's just a bunch of jumbled almost like the the thought process being jumbled. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It came across to me as like, she's trying to convince herself. Like that's how, that's what she really feels like. Right. And yeah. So I really liked that. Um, I liked what's wrong. I thought that was a really good tempo on that. And some interesting vocal shifts that she does like some subtle, subtle vocal shifts. I really, I really appreciated. And then another, another solid breakdown in that one. And uh, no, no mercy. Uh, I, I thought that was, the uh, biggest jam on the album as far as for my for, for my tastes um uh i do i do at that point start to feel like uh her vocal the the vocal choices they make most of the time kind of blend together for me uh in some ways uh they kind of have that like this i don't know if they um mess with her voice at all when she when she uh, sings is it just her is that just her natural voice um, I think it is one of the biggest complaints that people had coming from their first album to this one was that her vocals seemed a little more on the mumbly side, which I definitely do agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of editing to it because aside from her mishaps and trust me, they exist, uh, singing live, she doesn't really sound too different. Like the tone and everything is the same. Um, I just okay. know that she does struggle with vocal performances live just for other reasons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't, I guess I don't want to get into that if you don't want to. I don't I don't know much about uh, Miss Lynn Gunn. I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. I'm seeing them two times in the next uh, week and a half, so I, I might have an opinion to come back and change on that. Yeah. Uh, well, my thing is, like, they do the uh like this like a stadium rock kind of sound a lot with the with the vocals in at least to, to my ear and i feel like it takes away from like some of the power of the vocals when you have like a sort of same tempo for every song and i do think they mix it up enough in this album as opposed to another album we're going to talk about later um to where it doesn't feel one note uh it's just at times it did it did kind of get to me like towards the middle of the album after between like the walk alone same soul winter kind of trio there uh kind of just okay i liked the same soul like there's a bit of a country influence like a little acoustic opening to that song that was kind of that was kind of nice and a little different uh and then oh separate also i thought i had a nice nice pretty song you know this sounded really nice Separate, separate. I don't know. I don't remember which. One. Uh, it depends on how you want to yeah. pronounce it. Yeah. And but yeah, overall, I it's a solid album. It's uh, it's not something I would normally listen to, which was uh, it was nice to get to uh to get to experience that. That's the point, John. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. That's what I've and uh, yeah, it's solid. Wait, so what would you say that your favorites were? I guess you said uh, anyone else and what's wrong. And uh, No Mercy and Separate or Separate, whatever that's okay. whatever. It's pro- yeah. I, I guess Separate, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you uh, have anything you want to say like song-wise about that album? Uh, for record? Uh, I mean, I kind of, 
said what I was already going to say, where it was one of those albums where the first few listens, I wasn't particularly impressed, especially coming with such high expectations from the first album. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just one of those things where just listening over the time, to- over time and having it in the background, a lot of the songs and the hooks and, and just the little like guitar riffs and everything just started getting in my head and I didn't realize it until I would actually start focusing on it more. And it just ended up building up to me as, um, definitely one of my top albums of the year last year. And, um, I would say that I definitely do like it equally as much as the debut album now, which I didn't think at all initially. Um, I know that I was kind of disappointed and not really too hopeful when the first single heaven came out, just because I thought the song was a little, (sighs) I don't even know how to explain it. It's not that it's a boring song, but there was just something about the song that just didn't really grab me the way that a lot of their music does. And so it's just like, this is not, this isn't looking good. You know, this isn't off to a good start, but I'm just really glad um, that it turned out the way it did. It's a super fun album. I just love listening to it. I mean, and seeing it live is also fun too. Even with the vocal mishaps. (laughs) (laughs) The the band is just full of really, really good performers and that makes up for it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so... I think our first Broaden Our Horizons was successful <laughs> across the board. No, so, I agree. Yeah. So, as as I expected, based on rec- this, the album we recommended. But, uh, all right. Uh, now it's time to move in to some new stuff. Uh, and are going to go track by track on a couple albums here. And our first album up was uh, probably my most anticipated album so far this year, which is kind of crazy to say based on what kind of album it is. Yeah, I mean, for a movie soundtrack, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, The Black Panther album, uh, curated by Top Dog Entertainment, the hottest label in hip-hop right now, if I I could be so bold, with Kendrick Lamar headlining as well as SZA, J-Rock, Absol, and uh, Schoolboy Q, and so on and so forth. They have a lot of big names in their uh, stable, so, and they generally only produce uh, good music. <laughs> so, uh, and this this album, I have mixed opinions on, and I they've kind of it's grown on me over time. For, uh, I do definitely have a much higher opinion of it than I do of my when after my initial listen and even my after my second listen, but. Uh, all right, let's let's just dig in, I guess. Uh, opens with Black Panther, Kendrick Lamar, uh, sort of a more of a, uh, just a, uh, a verse, him just going bar for bar. Uh, and I liked it if, until there is a beat, there's a beat shift about a third of the way through, halfway through, and he kind of changes his vocal inflection. And he's known to do that. He does, his, a lot of his songs have have beat shifts and whatnot that really change the the makeup of a song. But it just it didn't work for me. His lyrics are good uh, for the most part. Just in the all, just talking about all the ways you could be a king. And he's uh, I, whether you you want to take it, he's talking about himself or he's most. I mean, T'Challa, who is the main character of Black Panther, who is Black Panther. Uh, so lyrically solid, but I didn't. I just I don't like the beat or the the. Kind of that shift. The trumpets were nice, though. There's some nice trumpets in there. Yeah, see, from yeah. from that song, I was just kind of getting this feeling that the album wouldn't be for me. And I, I hate to do that just based on the first song. 
And in a lot of ways, I kind of ended up right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there, there's some good ones, and obviously I'll mention that as we go along. Yeah. Uh, Black, Black Panther wasn't a good start for it. Yeah, I, I agree. The, I agree. My first listen for sure, I was like, I'm not feeling the song. Yet. And uh, I don't, like just the vibe they're going for wasn't clicking. It wasn't clicking for me that time. And uh, if uh, next up is all the star, all the stars with SZA and Kendrick is back. Kendrick is not always mentioned to be in the song, but he's generally he's almost in every song of this album in some way or in some way or form, some form or fashion. Uh, and again, a solid beat. That's going to be a that's pretty much a theme throughout. I think the is this the beats overall very good production so I, I, my first initial listen i thought the production was pretty mixed but it kind of grew on me again over time uh it felt rushed to me in a way uh which makes sense because i feel like they they didn't start working on this album until like i don't remember how many months ago well i mean here's where we start to have some very differing opinions because i loved this song and it was my favorite one out of all of them on the album um i mean there's a good chance that this could just say something about the fact that i have a very large preference for female vocalists versus Mm -hmm. male vocalists. And sure, you know, rap isn't my thing. And this isn't, you know, just a straight up rap or hip hop song, but I did like this one a lot. And I kind of already had the idea listening to this. I said, this is probably going to be my favorite one on the album. And it is. See, I feel like the album never quite, because never quite gets out of first gear for me. Like it's good. I don't think it's a bad song by any means. I just feel like with SZA and Kendrick on a song, it just doesn't quite, reach a level that I would expect with that kind with those two involved, I guess. Um, but it's not, again, it's by no means a bad song. Uh, next up, we got X with uh, Schoolboy Q, 2 Chains, Saudi, uh, Kendrick again. And I actually, I, I actually did a 180 on the hook on this song. I initially hated it, and now I kind of love it is his fuck the place up hook he does when he repeats this fuck the place up over and over again. Uh, this is, this is definitely the banger of the out al- of the album for sure. Uh, so it's like, this is the one, if you're, that's what you're looking for. This is it. Uh, I love, I love the fucking beat. Um, it kind it's like the beats almost like a we- like a, almost like a drip sound kind of going on in the background. That's kind of cool. And some, a mixture of piano and synth in there. Uh, and Schoolboy and Chains, two chains, do some solid work on here. I'm not, I, I'm not a huge fan of either. I like, uh, I like them when they're good. But yeah, school, they both, uh, they both bring it uh, for the song. I guess it's, it's pretty. It's uh, one. This is probably uh, my favorite or second favorite song of the album, honestly. So. Yeah. Again, I can totally see that we're gonna have pretty different opinions on this because yeah, i just was a... not feeling this song at all <laughs> and i feel like you're kind of you're kind of getting the idea of what my tastes are and what songs i'm going to like and what type of stuff i'm not going to like before i even say it anyway yeah uh all right next up the ways featuring khalid and sway lee uh sway lee of race Pemmered, khalid of khalid <laughs> 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 uh I just, it's a, it's it's a pleasant khalid song if you like khalid you're gonna probably vibe with this it's it's inoffensive in my mind. Uh, but there's a lot of hi hats in this song though that are kind of annoying. Uh, it's that constant like cymbal tap sound. Uh, not a, it, I think there was some a decent amount of it in X also, 
And at this point, I'm just kind of getting tired of the hi-hats. So <laughs> That's actually something I didn't notice, and I'm kind of surprised I didn't. Yeah. Uh, again, I listened to this album like four times, I think. So. Yeah, I was only able yeah. to really give it two times. That was enough of my time spent on it. Yeah. It's funny because I actually think the third time I listened to it was when it kind of turned for me. <laughs> so, but it, I think I don't think it would have been the same for you. But uh, all right, up next we got Ops featuring Vince Staples in Eugen Blackrock. Eugen, I don't quite know how to say it right. Uh, she is. This is my first time hearing her. So, uh, it ha- it's very this the production of this sounds super Big Fish Theory. It, so it makes sense. So it comes across as, oh, this is the Vince Staples song. Uh, so, which is, uh, I mean, I like the production on Big Fish Theory, so it didn't bother me too much. Uh, the the hook wasn't really feeling. Vince is okay on this. Doesn't also doesn't grab me. I think Miss Yugen Blackrock though kind of kills it. Uh, sh- her verse on this is a highlight for me of the whole album. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she, she's uh, someone I'm gonna be paying paying pay, pay attention to in the future now. After hearing this, she seems to have some some serious talent. Yeah, uh, the yeah. only thing I really thought about this song was that I, I really did like the production, and it probably is just because I really loved Big Big Fish Theory. I mean, in case you didn't know, we're pretty big Vince Staple fans over here. So we are. We are. Th- big. This is the song I was actually looking forward to the most on this album. I'm just a little disappointed with it because I felt the lyrics were really repetitive, and it got kind of annoying after a while. Yeah, and that can kind of happen with Vince Staples songs. Even though I'm a big fan of his, he can his lyrics can get a little repetitive at times, uh, to a fault. Sometimes it works, like with "Yeah Right." I I love that oh, song. Oh, "Yeah Right" is such yeah. a good song. It's uh, so dopey yeah. in a way, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and also Kendrick's first one that's fucking incredible. It, it's just yeah, but this time I yeah he can he can get a little repetitive. I agree. Uh, up at, up next, I am featuring Georgia Smith. It's uh, I liked it, but it kind of struck me as like something that would fit more as a chorus for a song and ha- was put with or a feature in a song than uh, just a song by itself. I don't know. It just didn't. It felt like it was missing something for me uh, as a uh, as a as a full length song. Yeah, it just it felt kind of uh, like you said, like something was just missing because I did like the song. But it's, again, probably not something I'm ever going to bother going back to just because it, it wasn't it didn't have anything to grab me, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it probably I think it's the most forgettable song on this on this thing. But uh, up next, Paramedic featuring SOB cross RBE or XRBE. I don't know how to properly say it. They're very new They're from <laughs> California. Uh, and Ken, I believe Kendrick's also on this one. And I, I, my first note is I could do a crime to this song. And I'm pretty sure this song is, I think this is the one that opens with uh, my name is Eric Killmonger, who is the villain of Black Panther. So I'm sure there'll be crimes done to this in the movie. So I think they nailed that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's just like the beat on this thing is just nasty. Uh, and also, but one thing that really bothered me as is that one of the guys in this? It's a quartet, I believe. There's four of them. One of them, I don't know which one, sounds ju- like his flow sounds just like a rapper T Grizzly he released an album last year I really liked, and I could not hear that the entire time I heard, it, I, heard I heard him rapping. I'm like, what does this sound like? Oh shit, this sounds just like T Grizzly, and then I I can't hear that now. 
that it's just like it just sounds like kind of stealing his flow. Are you talking about the ones that were in the in the chorus that I just kind of found to be extremely whiny and I couldn't deal with it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was the opening the opening verse. Oh, oh okay. I can't, I can't quite remember. I don't. I don't even. I don't remember what the what the uh, chorus was for this song. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, it doesn't come to mind now. Uh, next up, Bloody Waters featuring Anderson Pock, Absol, James Blake. And I believe that is it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the beat of the... Okay. Uh, the beat reminds me of some, like, Donkey Kong Country level select music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If I had looked at it like that, I probably would have liked this song. <laughs> like, I d- it was really bothering me. Like, I didn't really like... I wasn't feeling the beat. And I like Anderson Pock a lot. Absol and James Blake, you know, they can uh, hit or miss for me, but generally good. It's, but yeah, this song n- never. It, it might be my least favorite song on the album. Uh, I mean, it's kind of labeled it as boring as fuck. Yeah, it's just kind of forgettable. I love Anderson Pock, and it kind of kind of hurts me that he that he just kind of the song doesn't doesn't land at all. Uh, up next, King is dead, featuring J Rock, Future, James Blake, and Mr. Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Uh, and the features do not live up to this song. There is a bunch of, like, there is a lot of talent here, and... It doesn't mix yeah. well. No, Future has a really strange vocal moment in the song, and, like, he gets, like, a really high-pitched whiny thing going on. Right, like, and that's probably yeah. why I asked, honestly, what is even happening from 140 and on, because... Yeah, yeah like... I just ruined the whole song. Yeah, like, Future has got a very specific flow that works... Works for me in features, not as much in full length albums, but yeah, it was just a really weird choice. There's a weird beat shift in there. The red light, green light kind of chorus hook thing hated. Um, but Kendrick's talent at the end, like he Kendrick has a pretty solid uh verse lyrics wise towards the end. Uh, that so I, I, I will give the song that. Otherwise, it's a very disappointing song based on who's involved. Uh, up next, we have Redemption inter- Interlude, which leads into Redemption Interlude is pretty uh, unremarkable. So we just talk <laughs> talk about the actual song, which is also pretty un- unremarkable. Uh, there's like a weird kiki, uh, kiki thing <laughs> they do for like the, the hook. Uh, oh, also, it's featured feature Zachary and I think it's Zachary. It might be Zachary. I think it's just Zachary uh, and Babe's. Ooh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Wadumo. Uh, yeah, just not. And I liked Zachary on Kendrick's album last year, and his uh, he was featured on the song "Love," which is one of the, my one of the, my favorite songs of the album. And but this one, I just have a note very skippable. So, but yeah, up next, "Seasons" featuring Mozzie, Siava, and Reason. Uh, it's a, this one's got a very South African sound uh, to it. It's uh, which I which I kind of like. And Mozzie has a great verse where he's talking about like getting high, watching the sunset, and talking about all the shit he's been through in his life. Like, <laughs> and it's kind of I think it's basically I'm pretty sure it's from stuff in the movie. I'm sure it'll make more sense in the movie. Like a lot of this album probably will. But uh, and a lot of this album will probably fit better in the movie too when it's not just a full song going on. 
this for me is where the the album started to feel like it was work to listen to. Sure. Um, sure. I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever felt this before. Well, obviously you have based on a couple of the things that we had to listen to last week. But I just felt like there was a mental strain of having to to get through songs that I just really was not enjoying. Sure. Yeah, I under, I understand that. If you don't if you don't like a song, you don't like a song. Uh, yeah. This one, I think the lyrics in this one actually actually saved it for me. I was a really big fan of those. They were pretty good all around. Uh, but it's yeah, you know, nothing's for everyone. Uh, next up, we got Big Shot featuring Travis Scott and Mr. Kendrick Lamar again. King Kendrick. And I just have a note. I like the flute or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I said that this just sounded like straight up carnival music yeah, in the background. Like, it was too like, much. It's some like we. It's a woodwind instrument of some kind. Oh I, man! Yeah. So I, I kind of, I kind of dug it. And I, I felt like I was supposed to be listening to this while throwing baseballs at glass bottles. Like <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it was so weird. And I just I thought Kendrick's flow didn't really complement that uh, the flute actually or the beat itself, and I did think Travis Scott actually fit a little better, uh, but they, they don't Travis doesn't need to do his fucking ad libs in every song. I don't need, uh, yeah, straight up or whatever all the different shit he adds into his songs. <laughs> uh, I you will be listening to a Travis Scott album sometime in the future. Just get ready for that. Oh but, lord! Uh, but uh, <laughs> there it's. Here, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's there were start, there were parts I liked about the song, and then finally closing out the album, we have "Pray for Me" with the Weekend and Kendrick Lamar. And I should have fans of the fans of the Weekend will probably vibe with it. Yep. Not, yeah, not much more to say about it. That's my notes for that song. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, that's basically yeah. what I was thinking. Because yeah. I, I mean, I knew that the Weekend was supposed to be somewhere on this album, and listening to it, I was like wait a minute, do I have this in shuffle? Because I feel like there's no way that he's just like the last song out of this whole thing because I felt like I was waiting for it for such a long time. And then, I mean, it's a good song, but as far as the weekend's concerned, he's done so much better stuff that it's not even worth coming back to this. Yeah, I feel I feel sim- similarly about this as I do about the, the Scissor song, although the Scissor song is better. I just feel like there's the talent involved. This, this uh, song is not. That's a lot. Actually, a lot of songs in this album. I feel like the, the talent doesn't live up to the actual song itself, uh, or the song doesn't live up to the talent involved. But overall, talk about this album. Let's break it down real quick. My favorite tracks: X, Paramedic, and Seasons. Uh, least favorites, Bloody Water, Redemption, and King's Dead, I'd say. So, and this this album is decent, I would say. After a few listens, I was pretty down on it at first. It grew on me over time. There, there is a lot of this thing is wall to wall features. It is loaded with people that you wouldn't recognizable names. See, and I have to wonder, um, with this type of album, just because I'm not into it, if maybe it is something that's just made for the atmosphere of the movie, and if listening to the songs along with, you know, whatever's happening on screen actually makes it better. But unfortunately for me, not being a superhero or comic book fan, I'm probably not going to end up experiencing the album in that way. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to the movie. And it comes out on my birthday, so I'm going to be saying that. 
uh, I do think it will give some more context to some songs. And I do think certain, like I said, songs will feel bet will sound better when they are just like, you know, chunks of them taken out for movie scene purposes. And, you know, background to what's going on on a screen. And so I think if you're, you know, a, Ken- a Kendrick fan, a uh, you should check this stuff out. Uh, he's all over this fucking album, you know, which is not surprising. Uh, it's and as far as movie albums go, you can do much worse than this one than this album. It's yeah, definitely. It's it, it's, it's pretty it's pretty all right. So uh, I know Brittany feels a little differently, <laughs> but. But, you know, again, I'm trying to think that maybe this is, has to do with my tastes, honestly, more than the actual quality of the album. But I really do think that if you listen to the songs in the context of the movie, it probably is. It, it probably comes across a lot better. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as for the thing as a whole, I ended up only liking one song, probably will only ever listen to one song off of this ever again. Sure. Um, but uh, <sighs> and I feel bad. I feel bad giving it a blurb, but just in my personal opinion, <laughs> it's, it's got to be. Yeah, if people out there, it is getting a lot of critical praise, actually. I was kind of surprised by how much praise it was getting. I guess I shouldn't have been because people love Kendrick. Yeah. But uh, they will nut hug on Kendrick all day long. And, I, and I'll usually join with them. But uh, and this time, it's I'm getting, it's a very loose recommendation for me. Just, you know, I'm sure that it, there'll be a few songs for everyone, I think. You, you probably can find one song in here you like. But there's so few yeah. music uh, albums yeah. being released right now. You probably have the time to give it yeah. a shot. Yeah, yeah, like like we did. <laughs> All right, Brittany, t- take this next one away. All right, so next up we have an album that I actually was looking forward to for a very <laughs> long time because as far as I can remember, uh, I think they released the first single from this back in the summer. Which is insane to me. I feel like you don't release a single for an album that's coming out maybe a half a year later. But regardless, um, (laughs) I I kind of only recommended this because, again, like I just said, there's so few things being released right now. I just figured I'd probably pick something that I know for a fact that I should like, even though I know that it's definitely out of John's realm. Um, So I guess we could get started. (laughs) So the album Underworld uh, by Tonight Alive opens up with a song called Book of Love. And uh, I felt like it was a good song, but it was kind of a weak opener. Um, The song that follows it, Temple, would have been a much better choice. Um, Again, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible song. I just feel like it's not something that you open an album with. Yeah, it opens with that whoa, like the whoa thing. It was just kind of yeah. like the the skirt skirt of to me the skirt skirt of to of like lady, pop of, rock. Yeah, of pop rock. <laughs> it's like so that's what I have in my notes. It's like literally in my mind. It's like the same thing, you know. It, it, it's it's yeah. pop rock uh, yeah. ad libbing. Yes, <laughs> almost. And, and also like they've got this like. This, this like one two three tempo to the lyrics is kind of like the also like the fuckboy flow we've talked about before. That uh, <laughs> so it's like it, it just it just comes across very generic to start start off the uh, album for me. Um, yeah. So uh, moving into Temple, this is this is the first single I was talking about that was released ages ago. Um, honestly, upon first listen, this had me under the impression that I was really, really going to love this album because I thought it was a good start. I feel like the drumming alone in this song is sick. There's just something about it that just really grabbed my attention. And I guess it's the the mediocre musician in me that has an appreciation <laughs> for it. Um, 
I, I did like the the riff in the song, actually, personally. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's super freaking catchy. And I feel like they definitely knew what they were doing with this one. And then, you know, just throughout the album, they kind of fall flat. And I feel like they should have been able to keep up the momentum with this. And they just didn't. Yeah, it's it. I also noted that she does a little vocal shift in tempo that I that I appreciated. It was you know to to mix to mix it up, which is a theme throughout this album for me. But uh, uh, then we got the next song with the only feature on the album, I believe. There, there's there's oh, two there's, features. there's two yeah. right the last yeah. song um, the last song yeah. This one just by <laughs> my own bias is hands down my favorite song on the album. I uh, actually might have to agree. I actually might agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not even being someone who's like a, a huge Paris fan, I kind of feel like anybody who hears this is going to think it's the best one that they have. Um, I, I just, I those harmonies that were going on yeah, once they, they actually joined into the song were so good. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for her to pop in, and I realized she's doing like backing vocals in the song, which I thought was an interesting choice, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I kind of wish yeah. that she had maybe her own verse or something, but. Um, I kind of like I kind of liked the it kind of like creating like an echo sound with their voices. I kind of liked the artistic choice there. Um, it, it definitely gave that Paris flair to the song, yeah. and I think that's why it's so good. Not because yeah. not because it's a Night Alive song, but basically because this could be a Paris <laughs> song, but it's not. Yeah, and I and, I hate to say that. And I th- I think a problem with the song would be that it just highlights that the lead singer of Night Alive. I don't know her name is sounds is trying to, to do the Lynn Young voice from what I can tell. Uh, they sound very, yeah. In this yeah. song in particular though, I don't, yeah. I don't remember her ever doing that before, but kinda, yeah, it, I totally kinda, get what you're saying. Yeah. It kind of sounds like kind of has that same voice throughout the album. Hmm. I don't know. That's not something that I really, that I really called on to, but, um, but yeah, like I said, definitely favorite song on the album by far. Um, so then we move on to the other, and this is a song that I do kind of like. Um, but for the first time that I listened to this, I was driving to work super tired, six in the morning. And I just kept thinking that they were singing B. Arthur instead of the other during the chorus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> B. Arthur. I am B. Arthur. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Now I kind of love the song just because I feel like they're saying what they're not. Um yeah, I, I don't hate the song. I just, I don't hear the other. I just hear B. Arthur, and I can't unhear it now. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would, I, I'd probably like, like the song more, too, if they just were singing it. I am B. Arthur over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreci- I would appreciate it. Um, but yeah, kind of a song that I guess could be forgettable otherwise, but it's just that little, uh, <laughs> up with the lyrics that I can't forget it now. Um, yeah. But then we move into uh, In My Dreams, which is another song that I felt wasn't terrible. But I, I even just trying to think about it now, I don't remember it. I feel like you can't remember it outside yeah. of listening to the album. Yeah. I like the, I say I like the chorus that she talks about being alien, I believe. I don't quite remember it, but I do remember like that was a, a, a part of the song I enjoyed. I guess I like the chorus in this song. Yeah. So, so then we move on to uh, For You. And... The the only thing that I could take from this song is it sounded like it belonged in a Disney Channel original movie from the nineties. Um, I I think it's it's something about those guitars that are happening just throughout. It just had a very I don't know if it's like that generic rock like 
just imagine a Disney Channel original movie. Who cares what the plot is? But of course, there's some kind of prom scene because there always is. And this is just <laughs> playing in the background. There's always that no-name band that's in the background playing a song you've never heard in your entire life and won't remember again. That's the, that's the song. Yeah, it's like some slow uh, slow song. It's probably a love song, but you kind of just get you zone out too much to actually know. But, uh, yeah, and, and the yeah. thing is, it's not even like it has the lyrics to really make it compelling in any way either. Yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, we have Crack My Heart, which to me, um, I, I couldn't figure it out for the first couple listens. I said, this sounds so similar to a song I swear I've heard before. Mm-hmm. And um, just listening to the the breakdown and everything, I said, this song sounds like it's from the band Red. Like if you just replace Jenna's vocals with good old Michael Barnes, you've definitely just got a song by Red. Um, it's not that that's an issue because I kind of do like that music. It's just part of um, mm-hmm. my trash taste that I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody is familiar with Red at all, uh, they're kind of like bottom of the barrel, like generic rock. And I like them for some reason. But um, yeah, that's that's really all I got from this song. And it's probably just another one that I'm not going to go back to at any point. Uh, I will. Yeah, I'm just going to say like the next four songs here kind of just blend together for me. Honestly, um, none of them really stuck out to me in any way as I was listening to them uh, on like the third listen, I think. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to you're, you're probably going to talk about these next few mostly by yourself because that, I don't that's have, fine, because I could yeah. just I could just run through them pretty quickly anyway. Yeah. Uh, just for now. It, I really, really like Jenna's voice most of the time. She is an amazing vocal performer, and I know this just based on seeing her live a couple times, too. Like, she she sounds just as good live as she does recorded most of the time. And by that, I mean she sounds good recorded most of the time, but not always. Um, this is one of those cases where her vocals really bothered me. I don't know why, but the vocals just sounded so shrill and it just ruined the entire song to the point where I won't listen to this again just because it was so grating. Um, And then you have Burning On, which was a song that I actually liked a little bit, Um, but it's another one that I might forget about in just a couple weeks' time or even just a couple days. And I also, for some reason, could not help but think of the song Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers. Uh, Sure, everyone loves that song. I mean, everybody does love that song, John. You know I'm right. Uh, mostly sure. Because, I don't know if this is, this is just because of uh, the fact that, um, you know, the vocalist was Australian. But for some reason, it just didn't sound like she was saying burning on. It sounded like she was saying burning up to me. So, you know, I'd much rather listen to Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers. Um, Waiting for the End is where I felt like the album became incredibly boring. Uh, because this and the following song 100% just blend into each other, which kind of goes into what John was just saying, where the you know the next few songs just kind of all mush together. I, I don't know why it took them so long to release an album only to have such a, a small variety of different things going on with it. I felt like so many of the songs were so similar yeah. that if something was to just come on shuffle as opposed to a lot of the other songs that I listened to from tonight alive, I wouldn't be able to say, Oh yeah, that's last lighter. That's waiting for the end. I would have no idea which song it is because it sounds so similar to all the other ones that are on here almost. Um, you know, last light, basically what I just said about waiting for the end. Um, and then you've got, uh, looking for heaven, which is, um, actually a pretty nice song. No, I like Uh, this. This is one. I actually, 
this is the first song that like kind of got my attention back again because like it's like we were talking about like the everything started sounding the same over and over again but this is like this is a bat it's pretty much a ballad and it's mostly vocals and this is where the powerful like stadium vocals actually work because they kind of they kind of like they do minimal work with instrument with the instruments it's a nice it's like i think there's a nice piano accompaniment yeah i think it pretty much just says piano but um i felt like the the vocals on this were so good and that's really the only reason i like this song um i just typically am not too into ballads i like stuff that's a little bit more upbeat and energetic um i like a good ballad so i I do once in a while it just depends certain bands that i like for their harder music um (laughs) once they kind of like break it down and do ballads i just i don't know there's something about it that just seems off and kind of fake to me it's almost like they're doing a ballad on an album just because they have to hit that quota (laughs) <laughs> if you know what I yeah. mean, you got like a rock album. Every rock album has to have one, two of them, and this is the second one for this. Uh, yeah. It just happens to be. Um, yeah. And then we close out with "My Underworld" um, featuring Corey Taylor. And I, had who, I had to look up who that was. <laughs> isn't he the vocalist for Slipknot? And Stone Sour. I looked ah, it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> of Stone Sour fame. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure they have one song uh, they, through Looking Glass, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, it's pr- yes, <laughs> I, would, I think you're right. <laughs> to be honest, um, I don't have a problem with him at all. Um, I do you know. like his vocals, but the song is just boring. It seemed like such a weird, out-of-place feature, and it's almost like they found out like they they ran into him backstage at some kind of music festival one time, and they really hit it off, and they're like, hey, you want to you wanna feature on one of our songs? Like, <laughs> Ah, sure, whatever. Yeah, and that's how this song happened. Yeah, it's very bland. Uh, I wonder if I liked Corey Taylor beforehand, if I would have a different opinion of it, just like if I was a fan. I feel like that probably is the case. Like, if yeah. somebody does like Slipknot or Stone Sour, they'd probably be like, hell yeah, the song shreds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this like love song or whatever it was. Yeah, the song shreds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um, I mean, I guess in closing, I can just say this. Um, Tonight Alive is actually a great band, and I really hate that this is John's introduction to them. At least I'm kind of assuming this is. Um, because they've been way better. Um, kind of way back. Uh, can they get back to where they were before? I feel like this album was kind of a step in the right direction because their last one was just a fucking mess. Um... But this one just still kind of missed the mark. There are a couple songs that I really, really do love, like Temple and Disappear. Um, the only thing that I can definitely praise is this matter. It doesn't matter how boring some of the songs were. The instrumentation, particularly the drumming, is consistently so fucking good. Um, and again, that's just the the absolute mediocre musician of me appreciating it. Um, the only thing I can say is do yourself a favor if you even got the slightest feeling that you'd like this album or you may like tonight alive go back and listen to their albums uh their first two the ocean and what are you so scared or what are you so scared of um because what are you so scared of in particular has one of my favorite intros leading into a first song ever um and i guess that's that's kind of why i was harping on them a little bit over the opening song just because i have them to such a higher standard um God, as much as I hate to say it because I really do like those two songs so much, this album is a blorb for me. Yeah, I I think the first time I listened to it, uh, I listened to this before I listened to the Paris album. And I think 
once and I was I was okay with it and I, but I think next to the Paris album, it just sounds like an album trying to be like Paris. And again, I don't have a lot of experience with these bands, right. but it, with my um, initial introductions to both, it just sounds like they're trying to ape that sound. And there again, there are a few songs in here I like, like um, I like I like Temple and Disappear and Looking for Heaven. I think we pretty much agreed on those three songs. Yeah, exactly. So. so there there is talent there it's i just think their song structure and songwriting needs improvement um and the the vocalist needs to branch out with her sound and so it's again and it's also it's not my this is not my kind of music so Take 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 my opinion on this stuff with a grain of salt. I would say <laughs> this is a pretty meh album. I'm not. It's not trash. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing yeah. is, considering yeah. the fact that this is kind of my type of music, and I and yeah. I 100% agree with you. I you're actually not wrong in this case. It's just they, it fell so flat. Um, it, they didn't do themselves any favors by releasing their best songs as singles before the album even came out, and that's honestly all I can say about it at this point. I'm really upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt about the Black Panther album that I came around eventually. So I'm not quite where you were at, but uh, yeah, you know. So we started out with some surprise, some surprise enjoyment, and then some surprise disappointment. <laughs> so you know, oh, we came <laughs> we came full circle with the, with these uh, these four albums. And all right, uh, let's move into quick hits, really qu- really quick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I then mean, we'll, it's gonna yeah. be quick. <laughs> yeah, and then close out. Uh, for me, uh, nothing, nothing new that I haven't listened to. Uh, really, uh, if I if I have, I don't remember it. So <laughs> obviously not worth talking about. Uh, I w- went back to some old stuff. You know, mixed up some sound. Listened to some Violent Femmes, a uh, a old punk rock band that I believe are still around. Actually, still still doing doing their thing. I think they are. I think yeah. they may have just announced a tour. If I if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. I just look, I go back to the self titled. It's a uh, it's a punk it's a punk classic. You know, uh, we the <laughs> the uh, the intro the opener is going to be the intro for this fucking episode. So. And if you like if you like that '80s punk rock sound, definitely give them a, give them a listen. So that's all I, that's all I got there. You'll probably listen to some punk rock eventually too, Brittany. So, oh, I mean, I, it yeah. makes sense because even though I do like uh, rock and a lot of pop rock, I didn't really get into too much punk. So it'll be just something different for me. Um, for this week, I kind of struggled to really pick anything because I haven't really been listening to a whole lot of new stuff. Um, <clears throat> I've accidentally come across. Um, a decent amount of artists recently by accident. Um, I mean, much to my pleasure, obviously, because um, the song that we are using as our outro for this week is a song called River by Bishop Briggs. Um, again, discovered it by complete accident. It was in the background of some um, video that somebody posted on Facebook of these kids dancing. Didn't like the video at all. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons that I'm not going to bother explaining. Um, but something about the vocals, um, in this song just really grabbed my attention. I was like, holy shit, like that she's, she's, she has a great voice. And it just reminded me, especially during the chorus of, um, of another artist that I really, really love ZZ Ward, who I happen to be seeing tomorrow night. 
Oh, so I'm okay. excited about that. Check her out if you got the time for it. Um, <laughs> that, that's your news section. That's your news section for the day. My, yes, our news section is Britney's going to a concert tomorrow. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's that's going to be uh, Black Pistol Fire, who I've not heard of. I have not Maybe either. Good. Maybe I'll be discovering something new tomorrow. That'll be part of my broadening horizons, but a bonus edition. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so the song River by Bishop Briggs Um I just absolutely love this song. It has such a slow build up to it. And then that chorus, it's got like the funkiest synths in it. I think John gave it a listen earlier today too. I did. It's like, it's like a nice soulful sound to it too, that I really yeah. like. It's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's hard. I can't, it's hard to explain. Like I can't, I can't think of the type of music it is, but it's very good. It is very yeah, good. I mean, honestly, yeah. if somebody asked me to put it into a genre, I'd say, figure it out yourself. I, I have <laughs> no idea. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend that song. Um, when I have more time, I got to look into more of this person's music. Um, I don't know if it is a solo artist or if Bishop Briggs is a band, but either way, I definitely need to check it out and you should listen to that song for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that'll do it for quick hits, I guess. Right. Yes. All right. We're going to close out the show here. We are going to broaden our horizons, Brittany. Uh, you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? You can go first. I'm really curious to see what you picked out for me. All right. This week I wanted to, uh, challenge you a bit more. Uh, we talked last week a little bit about how you have a hard time separating the artist from the art. Okay. Oh boy. Um, and I didn't want to go too far with it. Start with the bat. As long as it isn't Chris Brown, we might be okay. It will never be Chris Brown. Thank I, you. I, I'm insulted that you said that. <laughs> that you would even suggest that. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't know what you're about. Uh, this week, Brittany, I want you to listen to Flower Boy by Tyler, the Creator. Ah, uh, I have to say I kind of saw this coming. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah I, I ended up listening to the song that I believe we used as our outro last week. Um, yes, we did. See you again. Really, really good song. So I kind of have a good feeling about this album, um, even though I'm not the biggest Tyler, the creator. Yeah, fan. And he is. I mean, he has made comments in the past. I can understand why you would not like him. But I do think this album is a big maturing moment for him as a person. And I, I do hope you you enjoy it. I really do. A, I, is, I think there's a good yeah. chance I will just based yeah. on, on liking that one song as much as I did so far. Um, as long as he's got some good beats behind his stuff, like he did in that one in particular. Um, but yeah, so I look forward to it. I mean, especially cause right now he's touring with, uh, with, uh, you know, one of our favorite dudes, uh, Vince Staples. So he can't be he that is. bad, right? They, yeah. They, they, uh, and their music goes together very well. So, uh, right. yeah. So the album that I'm giving to you, John, because you requested something a little more upbeat from me this week, um, is an album that uh, I feel like it's appropriate to say kind of saved my life a little bit in 2016. It is The Altar by Banks. Um, Okay. Probably an artist that you're not too familiar with. Um, I'm aware of them, but uh, probably, probably because of you. Yeah, probably because I've been mentioning it yeah. before. Uh, yeah. Banks is uh, is a solo artist. Um, I think her name, what the hell is her name? It might be Elizabeth Banks or something like that. So she's just going by her last name, whatever. Um, I have loved her since I heard her for the first time, I think, on the Hunger Games soundtrack, 
which is a really weird <laughs> okay. way, a really, really weird way to discover an artist. But I'm really glad I did because her first album, Goddess, was amazing. And I was honestly so pleasantly surprised to find that The Altar was an even better follow-up. Um, again, I always have my opinion on artists just based on the live aspect because I've seen at least a couple thousand shows um, <laughs> over the past <laughs> over the past 10 years. Um, so, I mean, the thing is, I love this album to death. I haven't gotten to see her perform it live. Not sure I would just because of past experience seeing her and her lip syncing. Uh, just throwing that out there, but maybe, maybe that, maybe that's what I've heard of. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I probably told you that story before. It was kind of heartbreaking, but, um, but yeah, the altar is, is a really, really good album. There's very few songs I don't like. I feel like it has a decent variety. It's got some really great production to it. Um, really, really good lyrics. I feel like it's kind of, uh, a good empowering album. There's a lot of undertones where, I mean, it is very much like, you know, some kind of moody love songs, but at the same time, there's a lot of songs that are about like building yourself back up and how, you know, you're better than whatever you're dealing with. And I feel like depending on what point you are at in your life, it could be very helpful in that way. If not, it's just a fun album to listen to. All right. I am looking forward to it. Um, but I, I, I guess that's going to do it for our show this week. Uh, we are going to listen to more, to, to more music. Um, <laughs> until immediately after getting yeah, off of here, I gotta yeah, get to that's, all, that's all we do. Um, and uh, so yeah, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. So